Matt Slade gunfighter. Oh, this says I can buy 15 records for $1.97 if you join down and agree 12 records at regular club prices. Hmm. Oh, they got eight tracks. Excellent. Uh, this may be a little bit outdated. Well, it cost 20 cents on the 20th of March. Doesn't say what year. Huh. Rawhide Kid, Matt Slade, Two-Gun Kid. Huh. It's Sunday afternoon in the Parsonage. Yeah. Well, let me tell you what happened this morning. I uh, stayed up late last night praying, studying. Got uh, the sermon for... This morning, got Sunday school for this morning. And then, got it all ready. Got my phone set up with the uh, stand and everything. Pushed the button. And evidently, it did not stream because when it was over, it was still waiting on me to push the button. So, I'm going to give you guys who depend on this every week, um, the sermon. I'm going to preach it again. And uh, appreciate you. It's uh, two degrees here in uh, Ozarks and snowing. And but my office feels good, praise the Lord. So if you'll go to Matthew 13. And we've been here for a while. The name of this morning's uh, sermon is Man, Merchant, Message, and a Missed Miracle. Okay? And we're starting with Matthew 13, verse 44. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field, which a man found and hid, and for joy over it. For joy over it. He goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. This is just a this is just a man. Okay? This is just a guy. And this was taught to me many years ago, uh, in context to some history behind that. And that is that at the time they were very familiar with the how many times the Israelites had had to flee, come back, go into captivity, this whole uh, this whole circle that we've drawn before. But many of them, there was not safe deposit boxes, there was not somewhere they could hide it. They would literally dig a hole in these fields and put their valuables in it. And the, in, the interesting side note of this in historical context is he saw this, I, I don't think he just went around digging, but somehow this edge of this had been revealed. He had done a little digging, a little moving around and found this treasure and knowing in his heart that probably if he owned that field, he would not only get this treasure and everything that comes with it. So... Here's my question to you this morning. What's your treasure? 
You know, um, now that I'm almost 40, yeah, some of you laughing at home. Uh, now that I'm almost 40, um, literally guys, um, my priorities have changed through the years. Not because I'm smarter than I used to be, but just because I have learned some lessons, some of them easy, some of them very hard. But I wanna tell you what my treasure in life is now. It's the kingdom of heaven. And the kingdom of heaven is not talking about just me at some point going to be with Jesus. I'm talking about this whole thing. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all these other things will be added to you. And here's what I found out is that as I seek him and his kingdom, this other stuff is just handled. It's just handled. And, you know, the bottom line is, is that we, if we're not careful, we try to get everything else and try to bring Jesus along with us, try to bring the kingdom of heaven along with us. And if you've never tried that, you've never been around me much because, I mean, that's, you know, that's what I've tried to do. But the bottom line is my desire now at this point is to seek his kingdom first. It doesn't make me a good person. It makes me a little more, a little more uh, streetwise person. I'm still not that great of a guy, but by the way, this is uh, good stuff. Anyway, we'll talk about that later. That's not, that's not the point. But anyway, this man, he was not a businessman. He was not a scholar. He didn't say anything about him being a priest or a rabbi or what he was was a dude. And I want to tell you what God is looking for. He's looking for men and women, normal folks, whether you're a dentist or whether you uh, come around and clean up the, empty the trash cans at the school. I've never been a dentist, but I've done the latter. Um, and when I was a, a teenager, uh, but anyway, but the point being, you have to pay for them Marlboro somehow, you know, anyway. But the point being is this, whoever you are, if you're listening today, this is a divine appointment. And he wants you to seek his kingdom first. And his kingdom is Jesus. As we find that treasure, the person of Jesus Christ, then everything else begins to look vaguely blurry in the background. It's kind of like the front sight on a pistol. You focus on that, the target's back there, but you're focusing on that front sight. Everything else is just kind of blurry. And the reality is, is I have my sights on him this morning because that's my desire. So I've got my focus on him. So as he does that, as he buys this, he gets it and doesn't tell the rest of the story, but he sells all that he has. He's 100% in, okay? And I hope this morning you can make the choice to be 100% in with Jesus. And, you know, a lot of times, to be frank with you, you know, um, it's very simple. It's just seeking him. And as you follow him, he leads you in the paths of rightness for his name's sake. 
even though you may be walking through the valley of the shadow of death, you don't have to be afraid because he's with me. His rod, his power, his authority, his staff of protection and guidance is with me. So, guys, that first of all, let's, let's be the man or woman God's called us to be. Let's sell out to him. And uh, that's a picture of it. So then, the second person was a merchant. The first guy was a man. The second was a merchant. He was a business, business as we say back home. Don't mess with my business. Um, I love this, this little saying. I don't know why. Just the redneck, the small amount of redneck in Anyway. So, the thing is, he says this. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant seeking beautiful pearls. Seeking stuff. Seeking, he's looking. And I want to tell you right now, some of you are hungry and thirsty, and you don't even know what you're hungry and thirsty but you're hungry. You try to get it with higher handlebars, louder pipes, more horsepower, uh, nicer horses, more guns, more whatever. You know, and I'm talking about stuff I understand. So <laughs> there's a lot of other ways. Great careers, you know. Um, I've, I've done all that. Okay, I've, I've, I've been seeking all of that. I have sook. I don't know if that's even a word. Anyway, but here's the deal. The kingdom of heaven is like a merchant. So this guy's a businessman. By the way, I didn't finish that story. Business. So uh, where I'm from, somebody will say, usually a man, he'll get up and a woman will say, what you doing? He'll say, that's Samoria. Samoria? Where you going? Samoria. Where's that at? Samoria business. <laughs> In other words, that's none you. <laughs> anyway, so 45 says this. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant seeking beautiful pearls who, when he had found one pearl of great price, one pearl, this is what's interesting to me. One pearl. One pearl of great price. He went and sold all that he had and bought it. You see the common denominators in this, okay? Number one is they, there was one thing that they were going after. But number two, it took everything they had. They had to lay down everything else. The Bible is very clear. Have no other gods before me. And I'm, I'm talking about the gods of, of appearances, the gods of reputation, the gods. Listen, I've had all those. So don't, I'm not, you know, when I point my finger, I got one, two, three pointing back at me. And the reality is, is God, little bit by little bit in the last uh, few years, has stripped me, has shaken those things. And in the middle of all that, absolutely in the middle of all that, I found peace I've never had before. It's fantastic. It's wonderful. And here's the deal. Who he had found one pearl of great price, he sold all that he had and bought it. Now, this is a businessman. And this tells me that he was out there. You don't, a businessman is, conducts business and you conduct business to make money. 
And I'm going to tell you, I'm not, we're not taking up an offer. You know, this is not about the finances. What this is about is literally, guys, you. Because I want to tell you, and I've told y'all before, I've said it many times in many different places, many different ways. Last thing to get saved on me was my wallet because I'm self-centered, cheap, uh, you know, all that other stuff. Greedy, just pick it out, you know, whatever. I'm way better than I used to be, you know. But the bottom line is, is that he took all that he had to get this pearl because he knew that it was a good, what's this, the best investment. I want to tell you something. I don't have any numbers. I don't, I'm not going to throw out any kind of raw data. These, these are all concepts I'm going to give you today. Okay. Watch this. Watch this. The bottom line is that people that follow Christ are healthier mentally, physically, financially. They and I believe with all my heart that the concepts that are, that are in the Word of God about finances are 100%. You plant seeds, you know, that bears fruit. The good news is, is my, I got to bear, um, I got some of the fruit that my dad had planted, you know, as a, in his 20s. And uh, when they went to get their reward, then I, me and my brother, we inherited a little bit of that, something, you know, a little something between us. And it was, you know, it was sweet to me thinking of a, of a guy and a girl who came from just absolute poverty. I mean, no, literally poverty, okay? I wish I could go back in time and take pictures of, of where my mama and my daddy came from and uh, and show, and, and like my mom's mom who tells a story about they didn't have no shelves. They had one spoon, one fork, no, no, two spoons, two forks, two knives, two plates, and if they had company, everybody had to take turns using it. And that, you think that's a joke. That's not a joke. We're talking about people who work in the field. We're talking about people who have nothing. And my dad came out of that and went to college and graduated. And, and him and mama gave to the Lord and gave to missionaries and gave and, and became successful in their fields. And what a sweet thing that God does that. That God does that. What a sweet thing. And here's the deal, guys. The bottom line is this. This man saw that as he's a businessman. And the people that in that put the that take it all in and buy this pearl. And I ain't selling nothing, okay? I'm talking about the, the person of Jesus Christ. The person that buy into the kingdom of God. The people who, you know, they are healthier. They are happier. Are they perfect? Lord, no. We was talking about today at church, first time I preached this, and, and we ain't perfect. And listen, I'm not going to pretend to be perfect. You know, I never will forget. I was uh, chief of police for a little town, and uh, a young man uh, was not doing what I asked him to do. Uh, and he would, he had overdosed, and anyway, it, was, it turned into a little fight, and I, I said some things that I was not proud of later. And uh, I turned around, there's two little Baptist ladies behind me. They were first responders. And I said, oh, ladies, I'm so sorry. I'll never forget what they said. <laughs> they said, Bruce, 
Sometimes you got to talk to them where they can understand it. And I said, well, yes, ma'am, and I apologize. I'm, I have to repent tonight, and I did, okay, because I was sorry. And I actually talked to him after he got out of the hospital and kind of smoothed it up, a little, put a little salve on it for him. But anyway, the bottom line is, as you seek first the kingdom of God, you'll be mentally, physically, emotionally healthier. You will be. And it's a good investment. And I've seen it over and over and over. And of course, I deal with addictions uh, every day. People who are, are dealing, that are addicted. And as you see the way it has taken their, their life, taken their finances. I arrested a young man out in the woods years ago. And we got in the truck and I was driving out there. And I took him to the office and we sat down. And I said, son, you need to give me a an education on this because I don't understand it. I'm from South Arkansas and, you know, I bought crack cocaine, you know, undercover and all that. I totally understand all that culture. I don't understand this. He said, well, I'm going to tell you what methamphetamine does. He said, it's cost me my health. It's cost me my family. It's cost me all my finances. And now it's costing me my freedom again because he was, we, he was, running from us. He had a warrant. He's a cook. And, but, and, and here's the deal, guys. The bottom line is this. Follow him. He is the pearl of great price. If you was raised Baptist, good for you. Similar God, good for you. Uh, Church Christ, I mean, it don't, it's not about that. It's not about whether you're Methodist, Baptist, Presbyterian. You know, what it is is follow Jesus and he will bring you to a group of believers that you need to be with that'll be, um, that'll give you lift in your life so that you can fly and they won't be a drag on you like you're experiencing now. And this third one is the, par is the, uh, okay, the message. We got the man, the message, and uh, now we're, uh, sorry, we got the man, the merchant, and now we are at the message. Verse 47 of Matthew 13 says, Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a dragnet. And it's not that show. I've watched every one of them, by the way. I love that show. Just the facts. Hush, dog. Trying to do TV here. Anyway. Is to see and gather every... Oh, sorry. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a dragnet that was cast into the sea and gathered some of every kind. Which, when it was full, they drew to the shore, and they sat down and gathered the good into the vessels, but threw the bad away. So it will be at the end of the age. The angels will come forth, separating the wicked from among the just, and will cast them into the furnace of fire. There will be wailing and gnashing of teeth. And Jesus said to them, Have you not understood all these things? And they said to him, Yes, Lord. And he said to them, Therefore, Okay, we're not going to get into 52. It's a different point. So here's the deal. From somebody that has studied a long time, and I don't know everything, and there's a lot of things I don't understand. You bring up right now baptism for the dead. It's a whole sentence in the Bible about it. I don't know nothing about it. I don't want to. Well, anyway. But the point, anyway, you can ask him when you get there about that. But anyway, but the point being is this. We're all going to go somewhere at the end of this thing. I uh, wrote down in my notes when I was praying about this last night, life is a gift. 
It is a gift. And if you are alive and you're listening to this today or watching this, because it'll be on the podcast, oldlawdog.com website. It'll be on his podcast. It'll be on, if you're, if you're listening to this today, watching this, you say, who is that redneck with that ugly mustache? I mean, I, it, it, here's the deal. He has a plan for you. And that plan is to follow him. And I want to tell you, your life is a gift and it's not your own. You was given that. And if you will, please think about at least following him. Let the Holy Spirit lead you to see what that, what that does in your life. Because it will change the whole dynamic. But here's the deal. It has fruit in this life. We talked about uh, mental health, physical health, um, peace. You know, I have peace that I have not had in man. You know, you can't find peace in the perfect anything. Peace comes from him and following him. But watch this, guys. It has fruit in this life, which is important now. But it also has amazing fruit in the life to come. In the life to come. And guys, life is a gift. And live it for him. Be obedient to him. But then, watch this. Literally, all of us, it is appointed to man wants to die. You can Google that and find that scripture you want. You know, um, so far, that's 100%. If you're listening to me this morning and you're alive, so you got a gift. Second thing is that gift will expire. On the bottom of your foot, there's expiration just like milk somewhere. That's a joke, by the way. But, you know, it's a point in the man wants to die and after that's judgment. And so we will die at some point. Now, if there's a rapture before then and the Lord comes and gets us, that's fine. I'm all about it. I, you know, I'm ready to go today if he wants me to. Um, you know, whatever he wants to do. But... After that, for everybody, whether you get hold of this in the penitentiary or you're watching this and you're uh, a, a law attorney or, or, or you're you know big money guy or, or you're a beautician, listen, it doesn't matter, but all of us will be judged on our gift, okay? We will be judged on our gift. And here's the deal, guys. Do something with what you got. You say, well, Bruce, I'm old. Let me tell you something. God will do more with five years of your life than he that the devil will do with 50. All the devil does is kill, steal, and destroy. Okay? So do follow him. Give him your life. And that way you reap, reap the right now benefits and the, the benefits forever with him. And I'm going to tell you something. I'm not saying this to be funny. This is not a joke. I don't know much about heaven. You know, Hank Williams Sr. sang, Bill, I want a cabin in the edge of glory. Uh, I got a mansion over the hilltop. I'm just naming songs, okay? And then, you know, he talks about streets of girl of, of gold and uh, gates of pearl. I got my girl and my pearl mixed up. <laughs> gold and pearl. But anyway, the point being, you know, all that, I, I totally believe it, okay? But I don't think it's going to look, anything like you think it is, but I want to tell you what's going to be there. The lamb is going to be the light. Don't you hear that? Jesus 
It's going to be like Eden. The Lamb's going to be the light. God's going to come down in the cool of the day and walk with his folks. And the peace that's in this world comes from the presence of the precious Holy Spirit. You know, people talk about the rapture and, and what kind of confusion it'll be, you know, and all that. But I'm going to tell you what, that right now there is this, this aurora, let's see, aroma in this earth, and it's the Holy Spirit through his folks feeding and clothing and loving. I'm not saying you got to be a Christian to be a, to be a giver or a good person. What I'm saying is, is that's the nature of God is to give. And as we watch this, man, as we, as we look at what's going to happen in, at the end, you know, I want you to imagine this. And I told this story this morning and I've spent a lot of time in court guys, you know, some of you know the kind of cases that I've worked for years with uh, abuse uh, and different kinds of abuse. And, and I've been doing this a long time, okay? It's in spite of the youngness of, of my age. But the bottom line is this. I want you to imagine that you've committed a heinous crime. Because see, the law calls for perfection. And there's no little little sin, big sin, but just pretend whatever you think's a bad thing. Stealing, killing, you know, whatever you think it is. You know you're guilty. You're in the shackles and you're walking toward into the courtroom. And you stand before the judge. And the prosecuting attorney, which I have friends in that business, but prosecuted attorney stands there and he says, this is what happened. This is what happened. This is the evidence. This is, he had the stolen stuff on him. He was seen by the, the witnesses uh, killing that man or doing whatever, you, whatever it is. All of that, just overwhelming evidence. And you know you're guilty. The evidence shows you're guilty. And the judge looks at you in the face. And he reaches down and he takes that gavel. And he says, guilty, and hits it just like that. And he says, I sentence you to be beaten with a whip and nailed to a cross for your crimes till death. And you're devastated. You're de you think, oh, Lord God, I wish I hadn't have done that. I wish I hadn't have done that. And then the judge stands up and takes off his robes and walks to the whipping block and stands there and he takes your lashes. And then he walks carrying his cross and they nail him to the cross and the judge says, I take your punishment. And I'm going to tell you something. I ain't going to hell. And I don't have to have hell on this earth 
Because I'm going to tell you something. He took it for me. By his stripes, I'm healed. And by his death, burial, and resurrection, he beat death, hell, and the, the grave. I almost put an adjective in there. <laughs> or an adverb. And it was really good at that. But anyway, I just, Lord, have mercy. How can you reject it? How can you say no? How can you say, listen, every other religion in the world, even the religions that's branched off of basic Christianity, they all have something you got to do. And I'm going to tell you, the thief on the cross, the only thing he said is, remember me in your kingdom, Lord. And Jesus looked at him and said, hey, we're going to be together today in paradise. And I want to tell you, that's why I do what I do and have and will continue to like as long as I can holler and breathe and move. I'm going to tell people what he's done for me and what he'll do for them. Last point, the missed miracle. And guys, I'm going to tell you, I wish I had a handkerchief something here. I don't got nothing to blow my nose. I just let it go. Anyway, so verse 53 says, Now it came to pass when Jesus had finished these parables, he departed from there and he came to his own country. He came home. I love to go home. And I said, oh, it's different. Oh, it's different, but it's still home. He taught them in their synagogue. And when they were astonished, saying, where did this man get this wisdom and these mighty works? Is this not the carpenter's son? Is this not his mother's not called Mary and his brothers, James, Joseph, Simon, and Judas, and his sisters? And, and aren't they all with us? Where did this man get these things? They're talking about authority, teaching, the things that he was doing. Verse 57. So they were offended at him, hurt their feelings, bless their hearts, because it wasn't like they thought it ought to be. That's where we're at right now in this country. That's where we're at right now in some places in Christianity. It ain't like I've, it ain't, it ain't what I wanted. It ain't like my grandma said. We don't sing the right song. We don't do this. We don't do that. Let me tell you something. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. I'm going to tell you something. It ain't about your style. It ain't about your pet beliefs. It ain't about whether you're preaching on Seymour blouses or or men or women wearing britches. You know, it ain't about none of that. It is about the person of Jesus Christ. Hey, do we need order? Do we need with, with a little bit of discipline to help this country, help us all out a little bit? Absolutely. But listen to this last part. A prophet is not without honor except in his own country, in his own house. Now, this last verse. And he did not do many mighty works there because of their unbelief. Don't you hear this? Jesus didn't do much there because of their unbelief. You think Jesus is... Had his, you think Jesus had his feelings hurt and he didn't do nothing? He's mad? No. I want to tell you something. You can miss the miracle that God has for you. He, you can miss your purpose by saying, 
Well, it ain't. That don't look like I want it to look. It don't fit in the mouth. White middle class Protestant, you know, blah blah blah. You know, he, you know, and he's Pentecostal. I don't believe in Pentecostal. He's this. I don't believe in that. He's this. Uh, you know, they don't do it right. They're they're playing in minor chords. Look, look. I don't. Here's the deal. You gonna if you're not careful, you'll be so wrapped up in what you think, is you'll miss what God thinks. And here, like I've said over and over, I don't know everything, and it don't bother me that I don't know everything. I know what I need to know. And God tells me and reveals through his Holy Ghost what I need to know. And his word is a lamp unto my feet. And when they wrote that scripture, watch this. They didn't have a stream light like I got. I work with a light that's got thousands of candle pyres. They had one candle pyre or maybe a lamp that had maybe two in it. And they can see enough to not jump, fall off the cliff with the next step. And see, we think the word is a lamp. No, and we've got to shine that thing out there and see 500, 300 yards ahead. No, listen, give me this day, my daily bread. And Lord, we're at a point in this country where we think we, we deserve and we need everything. And what we need is your presence. And guys, I'm sorry I didn't push that button right on the phone this morning. and You know, it, uh, some of y'all had to wait for church, and I apologize. I did not do that on purpose at all. But I know this. I know God all things. <laughs> oh, I've seen it over and over. All things work together for the good of those that are called according to his purpose. And I want to tell you, Jesus was rejected, and because of that, they did not get their miracles. It didn't, t it didn't feel like they thought it should feel. It didn't smell like they thought it would smell. It didn't sound like they thought it was going to hit. It just wasn't the logical way to do things. They wanted a Messiah to ride down on a big horse and, and relieve their trouble with uh, Rome. And he just, it just didn't fit. And I'm going to tell you something. God uses the foolish things to confound the wise. And I'm going to tell you something. I've seen it over and over. So let's pray together before I get off here. Father, I thank you that your word's a lamp and a light. And Lord, I pray that this would be a lamp and a light to these folks. And Lord, if there's anybody watching or six months from now, Lord, on YouTube or Facebook or whatever and runs across this, I just want to tell you right now, there's a way that seemeth right unto a man, and at the end of that is death. But I want to tell you, his hand is outstretched today. His hand is outstretched. And if you're drowning, he wants to pull you out and put you in the gospel ship. I want to tell you, if you feel like the, the anxiety of this life is overwhelming you, He's the answer. If listen, he says he'll meet our needs according to his rich and glory. He's my had a lady testify today that he he met her financial need that she had prayed for last Sunday, and God met that need. So if you're listening today, just pray this prayer with me. Say, Lord, I need a savior. I don't know you, but I want to. 
And Lord, help me, Lord. I'm drawn to you today. As you stand at the door and knock, Lord, I open that door to you. Come in, Lord. I need a Savior. I've sinned and come short of the glory of God. And I need you. I need someone to, I need to, I need somebody to take my punishment. And I know you can. So Lord, thank you for these folks that are watching. Thank you for the folks that were in the audience this morning, Lord, at five degrees, four, four degrees below zero weather, Lord. And just thank you for these people, Lord, and bless them and keep them and may your light shine on them and give them peace. Man, I'm glad you're here. And uh, like I say, you can go to uh, Bruce Kim Beelan Facebook and all these stay on there. And uh, if, you got, if you're a Facebook person, if you, if you like, like me, I like to listen to podcasts, you can go to theoldlawdog.com and uh, go to the uh, podcast part. There's old videos on there. There's new videos. There's stuff that's been, we've got a guy hired to drag that stuff across. So God bless you and keep you. Have a great day. And it's cold out. Put on your long britches. <laughs>